0: Right now, we're going to go ahead and bring in our next live guest. We've got John Kingston joining us. And John, some of these drivers out there are wishing that they had a billion dollars because it seems like fuel prices, especially the benchmark diesel price, is on an upward trajectory. We've got really no reason why. A 22.2 cent gain for the price posted yesterday. Tell us what's going on.
1: Well, I mean, we really do have a reason in that clearly the cuts implemented by OPEC Plus. Uh, that went into effect in April, and then the additional cuts that went into a, the additional cut of a million barrels a day by the Saudis, and it went into effect, I guess, in June, are really starting to take hold. Uh, when I, when I've written like the other day that there was no news, I mean it was very it's very odd to see a spike of that much in a week that you can't tie to a specific event like a hurricane, uh, like some sort of closure. Um, in this case, in this case, there is nothing like that. There is just the finally these cutbacks, which for a while seem to be doing nothing, are clearly tightening the market, and you're seeing it down the down the chain in in the, the diesel market. I mean the numbers are really pretty staggering. The the 20.2 cent increase in the DOE EIA price that's a lagging indicator. Uh, the ultra low sulfur diesel price on the CME commodity exchange uh, rose yesterday for the 11th day in a row. That's I found a 12 day increase, 12 days straight increase back when we were kind of leading up to the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine. Um, so today would be, you know, another a, a really unique if we got a, a 12th today. Um, since the start of July, that price is up about 70 cents a gallon. So we are way, way up. Uh, the price of West Texas Intermediate Crude is up about $11 since the start of July. It's almost like Ju- the calendar turned to July and the oil market said, okay, we're really tight. So the weekly statistics come out today, the um that's the EIA stats, the a- American Petroleum Institute stats that came out yesterday showed a gigantic draw in crude stocks, like probably unprecedented. I want to see what the EIA numbers say to see if they kind of support that or whether that was a blip on the API. But we're in a tight market and it's likely to get tighter.
2: Let me straight to my question, Uh John. Obviously, we have the spike here that, that gets us to the point. Do we continue to see an upward movement at, or and kind of level off or are we looking at perhaps even more, depending on how many cutbacks, as you mentioned, OPEC has that's, that has tightened the market so far? Will they continue to tighten it to continue to make the price go up?
1: Well, I don't like the forecast, as you know, because I have no idea what I'm talking about. But, um, <laughs> it, it, I, you know, uh, we, we've come $10, uh, excuse me, we've come about 10 or $11 in crude since July. Uh, those cutbacks are still in place. When the market gets this kind of tight, you start to think about leakage where Uh, countries want to take advantage of it. So they start to produce more than maybe they're supposed to under their agreement. Uh, But right now, uh, the the real question is uh, how much how much left is in this this market reaction that is clearly a result of tightening. Now, look, if we get something like a hurricane, remember, we're just at the start of hurricane season uh, that knocks out production in the U.S. Gulf of Mexico for a while. You know, then you got a real problem because the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve has been drawn down considerably. Uh, it was done so, I think, justifiably in reaction to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. To me, the SPR was built for things like that. When the Russian supply went off the market, or a good chunk of it went off the market for a while, uh, that supply is back. We're not selling any oil out of the SPR, but we've certainly got uh, fewer kind of you know a- arrows in the quiver uh, to to t- t- to try to sell into a, a higher price. But that's not what SPR is for. The SPR is not to put oil onto the market just when the price is uncomfortably high. It's to put oil onto the market when there's a disruption in supply. Right now, there really is no no disruption in supply for OPEC doing its thing. I don't think that's what the SPR was made for.
0: So, John, you mentioned in your article that you had written yesterday, the transportation industry had been seeming to kind of ignore this for a little bit before – now finally starting to see it, it being too big to frankly ignore anymore, right? And we're starting to see some of those effects actually actually at the pump. What does this look like for the retail price of diesel and the wholesale price of diesel as well? Are the, both of those coming up too? Well,
1: the wholesale price of diesel will move with the futures market. It'll move with the futures market and it'll move with the spot market. That's the that thing is, I won't say it's on automatic pilot, but whereas a retailer might spend some time pondering, should I increase my prices? Should I keep them down here? to get people to come in so I can sell them stuff in the convenience store, uh, the wholesale decisions are probably on a lot of algorithms and they're they're tied to markets that are very volatile, like the like the CME price or the spot market that is in turn uh, tied to the CME price. Um, so uh, all the indicators are that the retail price for all they've gone up is lagging the increases in futures and lagging the increases in wholesale, which would kind of suggest that even if the price of futures stopped going up right now, let's say we took a a five-day break, you're still going to get some increases in the price of retail diesel. Uh, the That fuels.usa spread that we have in Sonar, which measures the difference between retail prices and wholesale prices, is down at some pretty low levels, which suggests that, not just suggests, it sort of screams out that retail prices have not moved up uh, enough. I won't say enough, but uh, in, in line with the increase in wholesale and, and uh, futures prices. So we've got some ground to make up there. Even at the price of of, of futures stopped right here, uh, we've got we've got a ways to go.
2: So, John, as you look at uh, futures, as you mentioned, still possibly going up here in the near future. As you look at those that uh, maybe uh, have maybe haven't jumped into the hedge uh, uh, fuel economy so far, now would be the time to do it. Well, look,
1: hedging really should you know hedging. I don't I don't want to give advice on hedging, but it's that's the mm-hmm. kind of. It's the kind of thing that you have to be doing regularly. May, you know, may, yes, there are decisions. Okay, I'll hedge here. Uh, mm-hmm. I won't hedge here. But if you've never hedged before, to start now, I mean, that's the kind of program that you, know, you have to really take a long term view of. How much capital do I want to tie up in this? Is it really worth it? Do I want to put myself in a position where I'm not going to benefit from declines in prices? So, uh, you know, anybody thinking like, "Oh, I got to go hedge now," this is this is not not the way to
0: do it. Okay. It's going to be interesting to watch for sure. So as folks are getting ready to kind of move into the back to school season, and honestly, we're not necessarily in a peak transportation season yet, but people are starting to say maybe okay, we see a little bit of a peak around late September to mid October. What are we looking at, possibly carriers or companies um, needing to prepare for in the diesel space?
1: Well, uh, you know, I would keep my, I would keep my eye on the weekly inventory numbers, uh, which will come out of later today. Actually, come out in about an hour or so. Uh, The inventories of ultra-low sulfur diesel in the U.S. are uh, low by historical standards for this time of year. Um, The the, the margins are good, so presumably the refineries will will keep their operating rates high. I would say that the margins on gasoline right now have been very, very strong, which tends to incentivize making gasoline at the expense of diesel. So that's been a problem right now. So, um, look, we, we were in a tight inventory situation at this time last year, and we ended up with $5 plus, well, well over $5 diesel. I think that the DOE EIA price peak was five eighty one, uh, and that was in October. And uh, so, we, you know, we were going into first the harvest season and then the winter uh, with tight inventory. So I would keep your eye on that, on the, the, that inventory number because I think right now it's kind of one of the most important.
2: Definitely something to keep your eye on over the course of the next six months or so. John Kingston, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: All right, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back in just a few minutes.